This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane, the first ever Drive the Lane episode on the Field of 68. Brand new network. We're officially launched with them. What it means. More content cool guests same old drive the lane and we proved that with this episode with a big time interview with coach chris holtman as the season is less than a week away we talk about it all with him but before we get to that you know we're going to hit you with a little bit of football talk joey he went to the exhibition game he's going to give you his big takeaways from that and then we'll take a look at the non-con schedule and we'll do all that really quickly and then we'll get to coach holtman but first, Joey, the field of 68, drive the lane. We're back, relaunch, season three. What do you think? It feels damn good, Andrew, to be back. Uh, shout out to Jeff Goodman and the team over at Field of 68. Super excited to be a part of the squad. Um, but exactly what you said, Andrew. Obviously, we're excited to be back. We've taken some time off. We were making sure this was all settled. There wasn't a ton of huge press for us to talk about. I was on the road. Andrew was on the road. We were all over the place. But we're back. We're locked in for this basketball season and the remainder of the football season. And it feels really, really good to be talking hoops again with Coach Holtman on this show. It's just it's just all, all is good in the world. The weather is getting a bit cooler. The Buckeyes are closing in on a playoff spot. And Ohio State basketball is back, as evident by our interview with Coach Holtman and the exhibition game that I was so lucky to be at last night. And we'll get to that, I promise. But first, the college football playoff rankings just came out. No surprise, Alabama with a loss is number two. Some things will never change. Michigan State, three. Oregon, four. Ohio State, five. Cincinnati, six. It really seems like four of those six teams are going to be getting in. Crazier things have happened. Crazy things could happen. Oklahoma's all the way down at eight, but seems like they don't have a ton of confidence in Oklahoma. We both think Ohio State has a path to get in. I think C.J. Stroud has a very easy path for the Heisman, which is win out and beat Michigan State and Bama lose to Georgia. That kind of spells a C.J. Stroud Heisman, and then I have money to buy tickets to the playoff game. So, Joey... Football season winding down. You think they get into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think the road is there. It, like in every Ohio State year, even with a loss, there is a point in the year where you just go, we just need to win out and dominate like Ohio State dominates and we'll be good to go. And just so happened that this year it was after uh, one of the first games of the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the path is there, like you said it's really good for CJ Stroud to write his narrative. That's for sure. I mean, like it's a cakewalk to him winning the Heisman, assuming they went out and uh, in, in both of our opinions. So yeah, I think Ohio state makes it poor Cincinnati. I mean, it's just poor Cincinnati. I, I just saw a couple of tweets. One tweet said the committee is clearly making a statement to all the non power five schools. And that is don't be poor. Um, and it's just, I saw another tweet that said, you know, Cincinnati uh, last year played no Power 5 schools and it hurt them in their chances. This year, they play Power 5 schools and it still hurt them in their chances. So it's like, what can you do? So it's just, it's crazy. Poor Cincinnati is really my 
the two takeaways are poor Cincinnati and whatever Alabama has, I want, because they get, it's just unbelievable. I saw another funny tweet was someone tweeted, I was in fact at the Texas A&M Alabama game and can confirm that it happened if needed. Like that, like people are just throwing it out. So it's just, it's all funny. But the bottom line is Ohio State is going to get it went out unless the stars don't align, you know, in the most, in the weirdest way possible where Cincinnati wins out and Oregon wins out and Alabama beats Georgia and all, and like all that stuff has to happen. So I feel pretty good. I also think there's a path for Cincinnati, which is Ohio State knocks out Michigan State or Michigan State knocks out Ohio State. One of those is going to happen. Oregon loses and Georgia beats Bama. Like there is there is a path. It's it's a little unobtainable maybe. It sucks, but there's definitely a path. Speaking of paths, the path to college basketball season along that path <laughs> – you could have been, it could have been so much better. You could have said a, the path to a Big Ten championship. Speaking started. of Big Ten championships. <laughs> no, but I was going to say along the path to basketball season are some exhibition games. <laughs> and you were at the exhibition game, you know, last night, depending on when you're listening to this, could have been two nights ago, could be tomorrow if you're a time traveler. So, <laughs> so Joey, may, maybe three of your of your top takeaways from that game Holtman had a few you mentioned a few to him but you know you were tweeting a lot of it and and I certainly was a little jealous I wasn't there to you know come up with my own opinions but give me your takeaways from that game yeah a couple well one then this doesn't count as a takeaway but the team you saw if you were at the game or watched it on BTM plus is not the team you're going to see this year no justice suing no Kyle Young that's two I mean, Justice is going to start. and Kyle may come off the bench, may, may start whatever his role is. I mean, he's going to be playing a ton. You know, two guys who are going to be heavily in the rotation were not playing. And it's not just two guys who are going to play in their role players. Justice Suing has the ball in his hand almost as much as anybody will. And Kyle Young is the ultimate glue guy, energizer bunny, and is the heartbeat of the team. So uh, two guys were missing. And Indy, as Holtman kind of alluded to, was beat up as well because they're a really good team, really good D2 team. So it was a weird game in that sense. But, like, my takeaways were, number one, and we'll call Michi a freshman, the freshmen are going to contribute a ton. It's borderline going to be Michi Johnson's team this year, which is crazy to say. But the dude is a stud. Um, I tweeted, I think I said, buy stock now, classic John Rothstein tweet. I mean, I can't say enough good things about this guy. He cares at a high, high level. He's a great teammate, and he is really, really, and can make plays going to the rim. So, uh, you know, you couple that with a guy like Malachi Branham, who was, I mean, he was great also. He had a tough first possession, but then after that, he looked like he was the best guy on the court all night. Um, another guy who's an incredible kid, an incredible talent, and a guy who, when I met him at the for, at the former player dinner, was like, "I cannot wait to come on the show." So uh-huh. I, mean, I got it, I got a it, question about him for you. Yeah, yeah. How good would he have to be to start game one of like you know Holman? How good would a would a freshman have to be to start game one? Like if they got Chet Holmgren, let's say, would he be starting? He'd be starting game one. Yeah, right. I Obviously. think. I think that, you know, it's it's interesting because DJ Carden was a borderline McDonald's All-American. He 
he didn't start and he's as talented as a guy freshman that they've ever had that staff um you know caleb didn't start right what he started uh i'm trying to think maybe the second game of the year he started but we had a need for him to start uh, i think you know, a guy like Chet Holmgren would have started. It's just, it's funny because Holman is not the guy to promise anything to a freshman, but there's an elite level of prospect where he might have to say, yes, you're going to start and, and be the guy, you know, that's a guy who'll start. But like Malachi is not that type of kid anyway, and they don't really recruit those types of kids. So it would take a lot like generational talent, like Chet Holmgren to start in my opinion. But Malachi is, if he's not starting at the end of the year, I mean, he's going to be one of the dudes. So, I mean, he's just a stud, can shoot it, attack the rib, great on defense. I mean, he's just unbelievable. So that's point number one. It's the freshmen are, are awesome. Michi and um, and Malachi, and obviously Kalen's going to redshirt, but Kalen's going to be a great player as well. So um, that's point number one. Point number two is, um, holy moly, I am so happy Jamari Wheeler is on Ohio State. Um, I had a chance to – to you know a lot of these guys pandemic COVID I haven't been around to, to meet these guys as they've come in I had a chance to finally meet Jamari and some of the guys that I haven't met last night briefly and I told Jamari that I used to have freaking nightmares of him uh when he would play Ohio State uh you know Holman tells a funny story about him and Danny Hummer uh, in the interview so stay tuned for that but uh, I mean I used to go back and forth with it again I feel like I'm just like name dropping and doing all this stuff but like Robbie Hummel, who's been on the show, is now a good friend of ours. Um, Robbie, I used to tell him, like, Jamari Wheeler was – like, that Penn State team with Jamari Wheeler and Tony Carr, it's, like, the least favorite team I've ever played against ever in my basketball career. And then Jamari Wheeler was just there every single year, diving on the floor, getting loose balls, taking charges, stripping guys. Like, he was just unbelievable. And I was, frankly, talking shit about him, really, to Robbie. Next day, he commits to Ohio State. And I text Robbie, and I was like – I'm over the moon, happy. Like, it's just a classic guy of love him if he's on your team or he's your teammate, hate him when you're going against him. So that's the second point I want to make is how awesome he is. And the third point is the young guys who aren't so young, you know, the sophomores, you know, EJ doesn't really count for that, but like Zed Key and and Eugene Brown. This is a Holtmanism. This is a Holtmanism. (laughs) Yeah, right. Those guys, Zed and Eugene Brown, were so good last night. Zed's got a little bit to go with his conditioning and, and shot selection, but he plays so hard. He's really good on defense as a secondary defender, rim protector. And on offense, he finishing around the rim. His free throws look great. He has a high motor. Just the next step for him is conditioning and being able to play 30 minutes in a game. But the good news is you got Joey Brunk back there as well and guys like Kyle Young. To, to, to spell him and stuff. I mean, Zed was awesome, and, and Gene was incredible last night. Three threes, dunks, steals, yeah. offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, playing as hard as anybody out there. I think he's a big, you know, wild card probably isn't the right word, but the more he gives us, the better the team will be. And and those were my main takeaways. I, I think the team looks really good, but it's not going to be the team that you see on opening night. Right. Um, I love the role that Justin Arns has as a leader, he's always been the most positive teammate um, since his freshman year. I love the role he has on this team. Uh, and it's really cool to see guys like EJ taking a step in leadership and being a captain and being the man, obviously, on the team. But, man, I mean, like, talk about just about every single guy on the team. I'm just so unbelievable. And Harrison Oakman had five points last night. 
he missed the free throws. He would have tied my career high, which I would told I I, I, I need to text him about that after the game. But man, like it was a fun night. It was good. Six hundred days since there was a basketball game in the shot with fans. So it was it was awesome. I'm excited to after a few games tell you who I think is going to go to the NBA because we have a you know a running gag that I pick a few guys every year that I think are going to go to the NBA. Last year I said Dwayne and EJ. I say I got one and a half of that right. So, yeah, yeah. so we'll see this year before we get to Holtman. I want to talk a little bit about the non-con schedule because next thing you know, we're going to be playing games, you know, Akron kick off the season ESPN two. Holt says that's a, that's a good team. He John says Gross, he, Holtman was an assistant under John Gross. They both yeah. went to Taylor university. So these, these are like the notable games. Akron, Xavier, Seton Hall, Duke, Kentucky. All right. <laughs> if you if you had two, if you had two of those five, maybe maybe take Akron out of there just for like you know historicness. But like if you if your two games were Xavier and Seton Hall, that's a tough non-con. You throw in Duke and Kentucky. And I, I got something to say. I am not a big fan of the mixing and the matching with the schedule. Like they play Penn state and then they play Towson and then they play Wisconsin and then they yeah. play Kentucky, Tennessee, Martin, and new Orleans. I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like the, all right, big 10 season. Actually, never mind because then, you know, the team that you, for both Penn state and Ohio state, the matchup on December 5th, the, you know, ninth game into the season is not nearly what the game on January 16th is going to be. But if it was a little later, you know, you would get the games to be a little closer. That's why I like that. And this is jumping way ahead, but the, the Illinois and the Michigan States and the Michigans are at the end of the season, because that's what the fans want. And that's what the schools want is, you know, full form at the end of the season. But I will say these non-con games, we've talked about going to a few and you'll, you'll hear Holt confirm it. I, We'll be there for Duke. We will be there. <laughs> but take Duke out of it, all right, because you've mentioned it's the biggest game in at Ohio State in who knows how long. 100% true. What, it, what? Which game are you most looking forward we to? We didn't even talk the whole about the Coach K farewell tour and if he was getting him a gift or anything. Oh, shit. Uh, next time. We'll get him on yeah. in person. Yeah, next time. Um I'm excited for the Duke game because, like you said, and we're taking it out. I think that is literally going to be the biggest game in Columbus, home game Ohio State has had, I mean, it, 10 years. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so I think that's number one. So it's in a different category. Uh, but I think in this order, too, top two, if you throw that one out, Xavier number one, Kentucky number two. Xavier, because those fans have been begging to play us for years. Um, and it's going to be freaking awesome atmosphere. Uh, we actually beat them in a close scrimmage Holman's first year when they had JP McCura and Trayvon Blewett. Granted, one, one or both of them might not have played, but we beat them. We haven't played them since. Um, everyone wants to have this, like, Ohio, like, preseason tournament that's Cincinnati, Ohio State, um, Xavier, and um, who am I forgetting? Um, Dayton. Since 
Cincinnati, Ohio. Did you hear me say Dayton? Dayton, Dayton, Dayton. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Jesus, I'm sorry. It's late. Um, yeah, I. Uh, that I, everyone wants that. So uh, that's why Xavier's number one. Kentucky's number two. So it doesn't matter who we're playing. It's in Vegas. So that's fun. That's a blast. It's a good time. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We might be there um, for that as well. Um, Maybe. <laughs> we as in me. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, those two games – I just texted. I just texted our good friend Jason Meyer, who's who, you know, for all intents and purposes, is, is does a drive the lane style show for Xavier. And I texted sure. him. I said, if you don't have Joey and I on before the Xavier game, we aren't friends. <laughs> but then also, we should we should try to get do something with JP before that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That'll be I'll be going to that game. I mean, it's 45 minutes from where I am, right? Where I am in the seat right now. So I'll be trying to go to that game as well. Um, I'm just so I'm so excited for this year. Fans are back. I'm about to go to games again. Oh, just so excited. But let's get to what you guys all came for. Um, a beautiful, wonderful interview with our annual guest, Coach Chris Holtman. It's always a blast with him. Stay to the end for some really funny questions that we got into. Uh, and of course, just make sure that everyone takes your screenshots and records the video and the audio of Holtman saying Andrew has a ticket for the Duke game because he needs that in writing and to be signed by a lawyer and all that stuff. So contractually, Ohio State University is is obligated to give him a ticket. So I, I thought it was funny, and you you guys will hear, and if you're watching, you'll see this. Like Holt kind of, we were like, all right, now we're gonna ask some funny questions. And he kind of like, like you could see he like put on think- his like He's like, all right, this is my former player. This is my third interview with Andrew. Like, he was like, all right, let's get to those questions already. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a great interview. It's always a blast. And, and Andrew, cheers to the next time doing some interviews in person, right? Hell yeah. Very soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We already told you when it's going to be the Duke game. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, making his third appearance, the head coach of the Ohio State men's basketball team, Coach Chris Holtman. Coach, welcome back to the show. Is it three already, Andrew? Whoa. I believe so. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lucky number three here. Here we go. It's good to be with you guys. Great to be with you guys. As always, great to be with our guy, Joey and uh, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hold. It's clear that now you are officially an annual guest. There's not a ton of annual guests that we we have. I guess that's my first question. How's how's it feel to? I mean, you got your own. You got the radio show. You do the media all the time. How does it feel to know that every year, at least once, you get to come on and talk with us? Well, this is my most enjoyable media experience, <laughs> pretty much in my entire life. Um, so it's it's hard to really compare it to anything else. Uh, this 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 experience is really second to none. No, it's great. It's it's you know it's good being with you guys. You guys know our uh, both of you really know know our program. Uh, obviously, Joey, you know it as a former player. But um, yeah, it's good. It's great being with you guys. It's nice when you have you know when you're talking to somebody who's kind of been in in the program. Coach, I. I... I have told friends and family, and Joey and I talk about it often. When we saw you at TBT, 
I'm always like, you know, what was my favorite part of TBT when coach was up at the top of this, of the arena and I waved to him and he waved back and then he came down and gave us a hug. So I'm very happy that, you know, you've accepted me <laughs> in the program. I'm just waiting for my fingerprint to work on the front door of the arena, but we can get that taken care of next time in Columbus. No, no rush on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get working on that. You, hey, Joey knows who to talk to on that. That's, that's David Egloff. He'll get you, he'll get you lined up. <laughs> When, uh, coach, obviously we're talking to you the night after the exhibition game. When I was after the game, I was there with my sister and I wanted to show her the practice gym because there was some new decor on the walls. Scanned my finger to get in there and, and I showed her and she was like, hold on, wasn't it locked? How do we get in here? And I said, listen, Anna, you know, I still got a little bit of pull. My fingerprint still works. So, well, Andrew, I think you're like a year away still, but you're on the right track. Yeah, and there's an expiration date on that, Joey, for you. So uh, <laughs> might have a, nine more months of that. Um, I don't know what we'll to figure, what we'll to check the rule book. Oh, man, too funny. But, Coach, let's talk some hoops. Obviously, you know, we'll get to some fun stuff as well. But you guys played in the exhibition game last night. It's an interesting season because the team is old and young, and there's so many different pieces. What were your takeaways from, you know, and not a lot of people got to see the game. What were your takeaways for someone who maybe didn't watch the game last night? Yeah, you know, I thought it was a good kind of run through uh, against somebody on the outside that you, you guys really need that right now. <clears throat> and um, our scrimmage versus Ole Miss was really good the week before. They, they, they got us pretty good. They beat us up in some ways. And I think that was good for us uh, to kind of go through that. Um, you know, we had some guys out with Justice – uh, uh, adding to Kyle and, and Seth being out. So, you know, we had to play some some different lineups, and I thought that that always gives you a chance for your your younger guys to, to grow and develop and some, some guys to get um, uh, some extended minutes. But uh, I thought we did some good things. We played with a little more uh, – we just played a little bit harder and a little more aggressiveness than what we had the prior – uh, the prior game against Ole Miss, granted, much different competition. Indy was banged up. They were without a couple players. They're a solid Division II program, but nothing like what we're going to see, you know, on opening night against a really good Akron team. So, um, all in all, it was it was it was good. You know, it was good to get some good video, good um, good film to to come back and present to our guys. So if we rewind a year and I would have said, here's your roster for your, you know, 21, 22 season, you would have gone through and said, well, there's a lot of names on there that aren't here right now. Some of course, freshmen, some are transfers for you as a coach. Is it easier to integrate a freshman into the program or a transfer? Uh, a good question. I, I think both have their challenges. Um, I think you're working a little bit on the head, but working on more of a blade freshman. Um, but I think it really depends on how receptive the kid is to this, you know, maybe different way of doing things, how coachable they are. Um, a young kid, you know, you're still learning about him as a player because he's, he's evolving and growing right in front of your eyes. Somebody like a Malachi or a Michi is kind of growing right in front of our eyes versus Jamari. He's growing as well. Joey's growing, Cedric's growing, but we're we know more about those guys. So I think it really depends on the kid how willing they are to kind of learn and learn a different way and embrace that different way and buy into it, really. 
So something that you've always preached, and it's been a little bit different maybe in this age of college basketball, is getting old and staying old. And obviously this team is the oldest team you'll ever have because I don't think it'll be possible to have this many seniors, fifth-year guys as well. Obviously that's something that's exciting for you in a sense. What do you think is, is something else that's the most exciting thing about this team? I think, as you mentioned earlier, Joey, just the blend of of having some younger guys. You know, Zed Key's still a young guy. He's one of our youngest players overall, and he's 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 growing his experience. You know, EJ granted he's going into his third year, but but you know he's a, he's a young he's a young kid as well. But um, I, I think um, having that, and then obviously our young guards having some experience and then yet having our young guards that that can grow and develop. And then a guy like Gene and Zed who are going in, who are in their second year balanced by <clears throat> some, some really good stability. It's hard to have roster stability nowadays. And I do think that we've had a pretty good roster stability here these last couple of years. You got a guy like Justin in his fourth year, Kyle in his fifth year, EJ in his third year, uh, Justice Suing in his third year. Uh, that's continuity. So when I say get old, stay old, you, as much as possible, you want to have some continuity with your returning players getting older. It's okay to go out and get, uh, you know, guys from the outside that increase your 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 experience and your age. But if you can get a continuity with some core guys, it's never going to be like it was. Those days are over 15, 20 years ago where you had – you know, four seniors on senior night who had all been in your program for four years. Uh, pr- probably mo- in most cases, those those are over. Guys professionalize earlier. The transfer rate is, you know, going to be plus 40%. We know that. But we've had great continuity, and that's that's a good thing to rely on. Obviously, a lot to be excited about and look forward to. But what is, what's waking up Coach Holtman at 3 a.m.? Something you're nervous about going into this season. I just think Andrew, in general, our schedule. It, it you know, our non-conference really is, is I think lined up now to be the most challenging we've had. We've had, we, as I mentioned, we have a really challenging opener with 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 Akron, and then we've got, um, you know, just a lot of games in there with a combination of some really good mid majors as well as, you know, you got an at Xavier and you got a Duke at home and you got Kentucky and you got a really good Seton Hall team. And, you know, I, I, so I think it's, I think it's that whole, uh, th- that probably gets you, gets you thinking that uh, while we're, because we have this combination of veteran guys and a little bit of health issue along with some young guards, I think we're going to be a little bit of a work in progress here, which is fine. But that probably keeps me that and that and trying to figure out how to stay healthy because that really did, in all credit to, to obviously Or Roberts, but that did that did bite us a little bit in the tournament after the after the Big Ten tournament run. So I just can we get healthy and stay healthy for um, you know the last couple months of the season. One guy who is healthy, and we saw it last night, as um, a guy who used to be in my nightmares is Jamari Wheeler. Um, everyone is talking about him. The press is going nuts about him. Even the guys on the team right now, if they're asked about him, they go on and on about how great he's been. Uh, let's hear it from the man himself, the man who got him to Ohio State. What's it been like? What's it been like having the best defensive guard since Aaron Kraft, really, um, back at Ohio State? 
Yeah, he's been a tremendous addition. And someone told me that there's a video out there of uh, Andrew Dockich narrating a, a couple clips yeah. of uh, Danny Hummer uh, and Jamari jawing back the game. Um, scat the earth to try to figure out where that video is, and uh, because I heard it's it's pretty good. Um, Jamari brings a great um, spirit, competitive spirit, and as much as anything, uh, that's what we love about him. <clears throat> he's been an everyday guy, and defensively, he's been tremendous. Um, he's been he has just been tremendous, and I just think his competitive juice every day in practice has been something we really needed. Um, so you saw it firsthand. We saw it firsthand. His offensive game is still kind of growing and evolving, but man, he's brought some just everyday approach that we needed. So I don't want to jump too far ahead because like you mentioned, you got a, you got a big non-con schedule coming up. Got to get through those games first, but when you're looking around and you're, and you're looking at the big 10, and you know you're going to be in a battle every night in the Big Ten. Who are some of the teams that you're like, okay, they're bringing these guys back. We got to, you know, we really got to prep for them. Or, or is there any teams where three weeks out before that game, you're implementing stuff because you know it's going to be important down the line to have practiced that as yeah. much as you can? You know, in this league, <clears throat> it's it sounds it sounds like coach speak, but it's re- it's it usually is the next one. <clears throat> because in this league you can get, I think maybe the, the team that won the league the last couple of years has lost the last two seasons, like three out of the last four, uh, three of their last four games and yet still won the regular season. So I think you just don't, uh, anybody uh, can get you in this league. You know, we open with a Penn state team that people are, um, you know, might look at and say, well, they're, they're going to be, you know, changing coaches, but they're going to be, very, very difficult to play on on opening night in the Big Ten, uh, especially there. We've always had challenges there. Um, I, you know, the the traditional ones that you can think of right now, Andrew. Obviously, people expect Illinois to be even better than what they were last year, which was a one seed. You know, people expect. I think people look at Michigan, say that's the most talented team in the league. At least, is kind of what people have told me. I think Indiana is going to be very good. Uh, Michigan State's going to be very good because they're really talented and because of Tom. Um, I think Wisconsin's going to be better than people, Maryland. Um, and then obviously you got a team like Purdue that a lot of people have picked uh, to, to win the league. So, um, uh, you know, but there's a lot of teams on down the line, like Rutgers is, is going to be another tournament team uh, this year. So I just think it's really the next one. Um, no Huck. Um, Sorry about that. Um, it's really the next one. Um, and I, I think that's what makes this league so fun to play in. But if you talk to coaches, they'll, t- I mean, we're exhausted in March. <laughs> I mean, we're so tired of seeing each other. You know, we've all talked to Jim Delaney about this idea he had of a 20 game league schedule before it kind of became cachet. Nobody wanted it. Jim didn't really care about that. And to his credit, it has helped uh, probably uh, us in terms of um, uh, adding NCAA tournament at large burst, but it's nobody likes it in the midst of that 20 game schedule. 
you know, as, as you talk about the other teams, other teams are talking about Ohio state in a very similar way. And one of those reasons is because of guys like EJ Liddell, who we really haven't touched on um, so far, you know, obviously you were pumped up. Everyone was all of Ohio state was to see him coming back. How do you think he takes the next step this year uh, in becoming, you know, the guy that everyone says he's going to be as a first team, uh, all big 10 guy of potential, you know, player of the year. How does he take that next jump? You know, I just love EJ as a player and as a person and as a kid, um, love everything about him. Um, and I say that in the same time, he would probably tell you, I've been on him as much this year as I've ever been on him uh, because I want so badly for him uh, to grow. And I understand that in a lot of ways, this could be his hardest year. Um, the paint's going to be a little more crowded because we're playing another another big alongside him. So the paint's going to be a little more crowded. Um, there won't be as much space offensively for him to work. Um He's going to be guarding more on the perimeter uh, than we did last year. Require movement, more conditioning, more fitness, higher level of fitness form. Um, uh, but I think he's taken real steps in his game, positive steps in his game in the offseason. And I think we'll see that. But it won't be without some growing pains. And he's going to have to handle that the right way, which I'm confident he will. But let's not go into the season and saying, hey, it's all going to be easy uh, for EJ. There's going to be some challenges for him, but knowing who EJ is a kid, he's going to handle those uh, the right way. And that's what, that's what one of the things I love about him. Coach, we definitely are going to want to ask you some fun, classic drive the lane questions, relieve some of your, you know, preseason stress. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this for, you know, real, real time media questions. Last thing, if you're like, this is what I want everyone to know about this team going into this season, what is it? I will never, ever follow Jimmy Soto's on TikTok. <laughs> Not going to happen. Does that yeah. mean you have a TikTok, Coach? I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> but if I did... I would not ever make that decision. I'm not doing it. Okay. I hear that he's a good follow. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Okay. Um, well, he gave us here. He gave he's us got, our most viewed YouTube video ever. And we just were like Jimmy Soto's on drive the lane. And I don't know how, but it just like <laughs> went crazy. Maybe he, it got on TikTok somehow. So he's a, he's he, a viral sensation. He is a, he is an absolute machine with it. I give him all the credit in the world. Uh, he is, he's developed a platform and, and he really is serious about, you know, he's, he's been a tremendous worker for us this year. Um, so, you know, you're always worried about divided time for him. I give him credit. He's been pretty serious minded. Um, and trust me, he's not going to lose sleep about me not following him on TikTok. He's doing okay on that platform from what I understand, but uh, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm excited about this group. I'm excited about this year for sure. What, what would it take coach to get in one of his TikToks? Is it a big 10 championship? Is it a final four run? What, what, what is it going to take? <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe he and I'll have that conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you and I'll have that conversation, but you know, I, I think he's got a demographic uh, <laughs> that, that, that follows him let's just say that I don't fit. All right. He's got a demographic that follows him on TikTok. 
in you know the late 40s early 50 year old male is not typically that demographic so well coach i tell you you look like brad pitt so maybe you do fit that demographic <laughs> yeah well i'm not the ones i, I think there's a different demographic <laughs> to follow follow jimmy but i appreciate that so no, it's a different world we live in, and I'm, I'm learning every day about all that stuff, which is kind of part part of the job here too. You got to learn about some of that stuff. Just imagine, coach, if all this was going on while I was in school, that would have been uh. Yeah, hey, you had you'd have had quite the TikTok <laughs> Instagram following. Jimmy always jokes whenever I see him because uh, obviously you know we we go way back, and he always jokes. He's like. If it wasn't for Towel Gang, I would have none of this. And I'm like, Jimmy, it's it's all you, dude. Like, it's not, it is not me. So he's, he's um, found his niche. Yeah, he's found his absolutely. niche. Absolutely. Um, shifting gears a bit, Coach. I uh, saw on Twitter that there was a, a team of college basketball players, ten guys, called the "How the hell are these guys still in college?" team. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Young did not make the team. Do you have uh, a response to him not making that team? Well, how. <laughs> How did he not make that team, right? I mean, how did he not make that team? I don't know what the kid's got to do. Uh, he's 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 literally uh, played an important role every year he's been in college, and um, uh, that 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 amazed me. I don't know who was on that list. That had to be in a pretty pretty impressive list if Kyle Young didn't make it. They've got guys like. Jalen Coleman lands, who's my age, who's still in college and Jordan Bohannon, who's in his sixth year. So it's like, but still you, there's not 10 guys in college that you go, how the hell is Kyle Young not in college first? You know, he can't compete with a seventh year player. I get that. (laughs) Um, He's in his fifth year, which, but, uh, but yeah, you gotta keep, you gotta put Kyle Young on that list just because of his imprint on the game. You know, we were talking about, you know, one of the iconic moments, I think, for, for us in terms of our rivalry with, you know, with Michigan is that rip the jersey game. Uh, um, I was I on it. So uh, hopefully um, he can stay healthy and we can have more of those. Coach, I have a really fun question to ask you. <laughs> I know, you know, you've been around all the alumni. You have the alumni days. If you could pick a former Buckeye that didn't play for you, to add to this team this year, who are you adding? Ooh, a former Buckeye. I came ready today with the questions. Boy, that is a tough one. There are so many good former Buckeyes. Um, but you know what? I, I think in a lot of ways, couldn't you make it easy? And I'm just going to go with, I think, the all-time wins leader. Um, and I believe that's David Lighty. Um so there's, I mean, how how could you not? How could you go wrong with Conley or D'Angelo or Jared or Kraft or Sully? Holy cow! On down the line, Scooney Penn's one of my. All, I loved Scooney Penn. Loved having him on staff. My, uh, Michael Red, like those on down the line, those guys. And I'm, I'm um, but uh, it's hard to bet against the all-time wins leader. He could do so many things. Granted, he. Uh, he may not have played in the NBA. He's had a heck of an overseas career, but just because of the all-time wins, you know, I'll, I'll go with that one. That's a tough one there. We, we've we had tons of guys who have been teammates with Dave, and every we, we ask a lot of the former guys, who is your favorite teammate you ever played with? And he is a pretty consistent – if he's not the first guy that's mentioned, he's mentioned eventually. So 
I mean, it's hard to argue with with Dave Lighty. And, and Evan, too. Evan's one of those guys where it's like, I, I love talking to Evan to this day. He just has great insight um, and great understanding. He came from – his story's really interesting here. Um, but that's that's what makes a program special. You have a lot of Buckeyes that have really left a legacy. And it's one of the things I love about EJ is I think it does matter to him that he lives leaves a legacy where people reflect back on his time here and says, man, those three years, uh, he was a Buckeye. He really embraced what that meant. No, absolutely. And and I, I think that something that's unique about the last five years of Ohio State is that the guys on the team all care more about Ohio State than they ever had. Because as we've talked about in length, there's a there was a little bit of a gap when it was more selfish guys versus team first guys. And there's no question that, you know, each guy that I talked to in the locker room last night, it was clear that they were just as happy for Harrison Hookfin having five points as they were for, you know, themselves having a good night. So uh, there's no doubt about that, but I do want to shift gears again. I feel like Andrew's asking the good questions. I'm asking the silly questions, um, but that's because I get to talk to you more than Andrew does. Um, I talked to your wife and your daughter last night after the game for a bit. And I, of course the topic was Halloween. Uh, I told them what I was for Halloween. You know, I learned about what Nora was for Halloween. So I got to ask you from the source. I know you didn't dress up cause you are a costume. You know, you are coach Holtman. You, you come with a costume. What does Halloween look like at the Holtman house? Halloween has always been right around, like in the middle of practice. We're right. We're preparing for an exhibition. Um, Nora was a bumblebee, I think, to this year. Um, you know, she's been a princess. It's great. Uh, it was terrible weather here. <laughs> I don't typically even have time to go out and trick or treat. And I made them decision i was gonna do it this year you almost done mistake there coach I think. Oh, it was driving pouring rain <laughs> pouring rain fortunately we had um a, uh some guys in our neighborhood bobby carpenter who's a former ohio state football player who's uh, now doing a lot of media stuff we it's good seeing him out there and a bunch of other neighbors but no man it's pretty uh we put the candy out we usually uh i if i'm here sometimes i'm still at the office but if i'm here I do want to give our, our staff time. We have a lot of kids on staff, as you know, Joey. Halloween's a great night because they get a chance to take their kids out. Terry Johnson was always great with that. He'd make that a priority. I should probably make it more of a priority, but I'm, I'm thinking about other things usually that time. When, uh, when kids come to the door, do they ever double take and say, hold on, I've seen this guy on TV before? Yeah, we had some kids actually come up in basketball jerseys they were all wearing NBA jersey. Then there were a couple throwbacks in there. And, um, you know, I had a hat on. And, uh, and hey, you guys like basketball? I'm like, yeah. And they were all kind of like 10 to 15. And they are like, yeah, we like basketball. And they were racing right, right past me. And I said, you know whose house this is? And they go, yeah, it's coaches. And they just raced right past me and grabbed the candy and walked. I don't know if they recognized me or not, but uh, – um, yeah, yeah, we had some good, um, you know, kids at that point. They're too, they're not worried about anything other than the bottom line, and that is grab as much candy as they can. Coach, I have, I have one final question for you. So I'm wearing my my towel gang sweatshirt right here. Joey 
seems to think that, you know, if the rules would have been in place when he was in college that are in place now, he would have made a, he would have made a good, good amount of money. What do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> you know, the question is, is uh, he, he has a pretty significant and at that time had a pretty significant social media following. I don't know what it is now, Andrew, but I'm assuming it's only grown. But at that time, the, the Ohio State platform, as you guys know, is pretty significant. So knowing Joey and know his, knowing his business acumen, he'd have parlayed every, um, every single television appearance into uh, something, uh, something that could, could, have, could have given him some, some real earnings when it comes to NIL. So it wouldn't have surprised me. Would he have been a six-figure guy? <laughs> no, don't know. That's uh, we're, 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 at the end of this year, we'll know exactly who all our six figure guys were. Could Joey have been in that position? I maybe. think so. I maybe think his coach would have played him more. Maybe <laughs> his coach would have uh, played him. All all I need all I needed out of all this is is I just wanted to be on a, in an advertisement to get a car. That's all I wanted to do because yeah. that's always the running joke: is football teams, basketball coaches, they're they're giving their kids cars. So I yeah. just wanted the I just wanted the car. That's all. That's yeah. all I needed. I could have seen that. I could have seen you in I don't know a Hyundai or something. <laughs> in a Hyundai? No. Yeah. No, I mean, Andrew, thanks for bringing that up, man. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a soft spot for me. Um, but it's it's all good. I just like to say that I paved the way a bit, so it's all good. But, Coach, before we let you go, Andrew is too humble and shy to ask you this, but he is coming in for the Duke game, and. I have told him, yeah, I'll get you tickets. Um, you know, obviously saying that it's the biggest game that Ohio State's had in 10 years at home. Are we going to be able to get Andrew a ticket? Andrew, we'll find a way, man. <laughs> uh, we, will, yes. we will find a way, all right? If we have to go to the the person who runs the Holtman house and say, hey, reserve one ticket. Are you coming by yourself or are you bringing a lady friend? Well, my – my lady friend is is probably not coming, but I would like to sit with you know my my co-host if possible. That would be the ideal situation. Now you're making demands. <laughs> okay, so I'm not exactly sure what if we can accommodate all of your demands, Andrew. But what we can do is get you in the house. You know it's sold out. Well, I was thinking, you know, odds are at least one manager, one coach, someone's not going to be able to make it. I'm yeah. sure literally on the bench, which is not a use of a ticket somewhere on the bench will be open. A manager has a test the next day, something like that. So that's always an option. You have my word. We'll, you can, you actually, I see the little red button. We have this recorded. You have my word. word. We'll get this. We'll get this figured out. We'll get you in the house. I can't, I can't exactly promise where, but we will get you in the house. It'll be a good ticket. Well, against Stetson, I sat behind the bench, so I know it's a little bit more of a coveted <laughs> game. Not by much, but a little bit more. So I, I, I know you're good for it, so I appreciate it. Well, we got you. We got you covered. All right, Coach, before we let you go, you got any questions for us? You've been dying to ask the last year or so since you've been on? No, fellas, no. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm excited for this new venture and, um, you know, look forward to my annual – annual uh, um, appearance with you guys and then my uh, annual TBT appearance with you guys. So no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to 
You know, I don't consume a ton of media during the season because it's not healthy for coaches. Uh, but I uh, look forward to seeing you guys at games and following us for sure. Thanks for thanks for following and your interest in our program. Appreciate Always. that. Thanks Always. for coming on. Anytime, guys. Anytime. I got you covered, Andrew. All right. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you soon. All right, guys. Take care. We hope and we know that you enjoyed that interview with Coach Chris Holtman. I mean, I'm so damn excited for the season. Joe, we're going to be so locked in, whether it's from a content point of view or just from you being there, me watching – we're going to be very locked in to Ohio State basketball. It feels good to say that. It feels very normal. And Ohio State basketball is back. Absolutely. Could not be more juiced up. We're excited. This is It was great to get back in the studio with you, Andrew. Uh, one thing that we want to note um, for any new listeners is you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drive the Lane Pod. Um, we love when people are interacting with us. Let's very very responsive and as we i mean our social media intern is very very responsive uh to anybody and everybody um we're also looking for sponsors uh if if anyone is interested out there in sponsoring us whether you're a home improvement company or a donut shop uh, we'd love to work with you um and and uh we got some pretty big things in the pipeline so it might be a nice little investment to, to join the drive the lane crew for a bit um, I think we're we're due for some new merch, so stay tuned for that maybe here soon. Um, people are asking me for towel gang stuff. I don't even know, Andrew, if it's even on the website anymore. Can I, I don't I don't think so. We may need to re we may need to relaunch a website and, and me and you just kind of run in and be in charge of it. So we'll we'll look into that. You mentioned follow us. Also follow at the field of 68. Also follow me at Andrew Zolden. Follow Joe at Joey Smoke. 14 joey said we got a lot in the pipeline we really do so take a look at our pipes Let's buckle <laughs> up and drive the lane go buckeyes baby you gotta say beat akron beat akron beat the zips